Done with frizz? Say goodbye to that poof. Repel humidity and tame those flyaways. One drop, frizz stops with John Frieda Frizzy Serum. Your hair talks and frizz never interrupts. John Frieda Frizzy Serum. One drop, frizz stops. Only from John Frieda. Want to make your blonde blonde? Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection by John Frieda lightens and brightens hair to full shades to give you your best blonde every day. Your hair talks. Make a statement with Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection. Only from John Frieda. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a February 1st edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. former Blazer beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I say February 1st because it's technically uh, it's technically January 31st as I record this. However, when I post it, it will be midnight. Um, I had men's league tonight. It's been a tough season for us. We have not played well. We... Our transition defense has been reminiscent of the Blazers in the early season. But you know what? We had a doubleheader tonight, and we won both games, and you know what? That's good. And uh, so that's my my men's league update for you guys on my men's league team, uh, which a friend of mine from work had me play in. It's fun. Been been a lot been a lot of fun. Had some games snowed out, but we, we made up one of those today and we after going winless for most of the season, we got two wins tonight. So hey, uh you gotta take them where you can get them. And the Blazers have been getting wins more often as of late, and that continued into this game. Uh their game against the Charlotte Hornets on Tuesday and they win it one fifteen ninety-eight uh in pretty dominant fashion doing something that they have not done a lot of this year and that is when they got ahead of the Hornets they were really able to get into that other gear and keep it going and not really let the Hornets find their footing in this game Damian Lillard with one of his better nights as of recent with 27 points 10 of 18 from the field 2 of 5 from 3 Four assists, four rebounds. CJ McCollum, 18 points, four assists. And they, they keep running with the same starting lineup, excuse me, uh, with Noah Vonley in there at power forward and Evan Turner. Vonley and Turner combined to go four of 16 from the field, but it did not matter in this game as the Blazers' bench was really effective in almost a reverse scenario from the last time these two teams played when Frank Kaminsky and, and Roy Hibbert and, and, and those guys off the bench, Bellinelli, just uh, really pummeled the Blazers. And 
really punish them. And that was the last game before Stotts went to this starting lineup uh, with with Turner and and Vonley, and and it was a different story tonight. The bench was stronger, and they were more equipped, I think, to deal with the 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 looks that they show with Kaminsky out there as a stretchy big with Hawes out there as a stretchy big so they really like to space you out and try and get you in uncomfortable places and I think the Blazers in this game were just better were just much better equipped to deal with that second unit it also helped that the Hornets were without Cody Zeller in this game who is a starter for them really big energy guy as well so uh not having zeller uh, a more mobile center a little bit more active uh in the lineup and and having to play hibbert hibbert uh is just with the way the league is now it's a little bit faster and uh, a guy like hibbert just doesn't quite thrive as much as he used to uh and that was only about three or four years ago when he was the most dominant center in the league in terms of defense and rim protection. But anyway, that was a tangent. The Blazers really did a nice job of outplaying and keeping up with the Hornets bench unit in this game. And uh, Portland's rebounding as a whole, which has been getting better as of late, and the starting lineup ha- has had some good... Uh, rebounding moments. Noah Vonley tonight with 10 rebounds in 20 minutes. Plumlee with 11 rebounds, a team high. And Aminu had 10 rebounds. Blazers really rebounded the ball well across the board, so to speak. 51-42, to they out-rebounded the Hornets, and they had 11 offensive rebounds to just three for the Hornets. That sounds like the Blazers of last year getting lots of second chances and and, and fueling a, a a nice offensive night for the Blazers which they haven't had many of they had an offensive rating of 116 and a defensive rating of 99 which is excellent that is would be top of the league defense obviously they were helped tonight by the fact that the Hornets had a lot of trouble making shots it, it seemed like that they had a decent night from three they got up 30 but everywhere else on the court, they just weren't able to make the Blazers pay. They hung back a lot on uh, the Blazers, did some interesting stuff. They, they were a little bit more conservative at times uh, in their pick-and-roll scheme, but it, it seems like, again, that is um, a, a call, a, a situational call. But uh, it worked out for them. The calls worked out for them. They were able to... Uh, make things tougher on on, on the Hornets. And I I also want to commend the Blazers for getting eight steals in this game. They don't often turn the ball over a lot. And the Hornets only turned the ball over nine times, but eight of those were Portland steals. So uh, great on-ball awareness tonight from the Blazers as well. Throughout the night, C.J. McCollum had three steals to lead the team, and Mason Plumlee had two. Uh, So just really have to commend the Blazers for being strong on the ball and creating turnovers for 
for themselves to get out in transition. The Hornets are a pretty disciplined transition defense team, so it's not that easy to turn those into scores or fast break points, what have you, but the Blazers were able to get uh, enough quality shots. They got out on the break and uh, just just played really solid defense, which they have for uh, about a month now. Will that keep up? That is uh, a question, a good question, considering we saw this team play a month of great defense last season, and they weren't able to keep up the same defense, but they were able to move up those defensive rankings as the season went on and end about uh, middle of the road, I believe, uh, last season. But they weren't good. Let's just put it that way. They weren't a good defensive team. They've been much better uh, over over this last month, basically since the Raptors game. We'll see if it can continue. We'll see if the offense can sustain or or can build off of this solid game and and continue to have good games and see if we can get that combination that has been super elusive for this Blazers team of good offense and good defense. They haven't done it very much at all this season, but right now uh, the defense is helping them win games and helping them stay close with Denver and, and, and get into that playoff picture. So uh, you would like to see guys like Aminu have that, that shot turn around. You'd love to see Lillard uh, get his three-point shot back going, which is uh, more important to the health of the offense than Aminu's shooting. But Aminu's shooting is still important. And maybe this this change the shakeup in the starting lineup by making the bench a better team and making the bench a better unit and making more or trying to make more out of Turner's minutes and Vonley's minutes who have been part of the rotation Ed Davis has been hurt so uh the Blazers are making the the most out of their situation right now I would say and uh, they deserve they deserve credit for for this win tonight. They they played really solid defense. I was really impressed again by the the pressure and the attentiveness and the effort from the guards in this game. But they still have a long way to go, and they're just five and five over these last ten games. Which, if we're going to be honest, is a step because the Blazers have not won at a 500 clip this season. So being something resembling a 500 team is a good sign. It's obviously been disappointing that it's taken them so long to get here, but they uh, just look a little bit better. They're, they're winning games at a better rate. It's not, it is this team wasn't, uh, didn't start the season with aspirations of being a 500 team uh, or anything like that, but that's where they are now. That's kind of the game they have to play, and they should give themselves a little credit for doing better over these last 10 games, winning at a better pace, and not uh, not letting uh, that Philly loss kind of fold their season. That's not these who these guys are. That's not who they've ever been. Uh 
So maybe it shouldn't be a surprise that they've turned it around because usually in the NBA, if you have talent like the Blazers have with the two guards and your team plays hard, eventually you get the breaks that you weren't getting at the beginning of the season. Guys start missing shots on the other team and and you're able to string some wins together. Now, Portland obviously had some injuries earlier in the season and now they're getting healthy. This isn't uh, a shocking thing. It's not unprecedented. It happens all the time. There's usually a a contender or two or a, a team that we assume will be in the playoffs that stumbles out of the gate. And that's been the Blazers so far, but they were able to correct things a little bit lately over this past month. Their defense has been one of the best in the league uh, for for a little while, obviously they're still not the best in the league. They're I believe are twenty fourth overall on the season, but uh, they they still deserve uh, a good amount of credit for just being slightly more respectable on that end, not being historically bad, which which what which is what they were at at, at the beginning of the season they were one of the worst defenses in terms of defense rating all time obviously small sample size etc etc but still to be even in that neighborhood uh was quite concerning and listen like i said uh, a couple minutes ago the offense needs to turn it around but portland should be should be proud of the fact that they've played better defense over these last 18 games and have been the sixth best defense in the league. So, uh, that's the, that's the, the real stat right there. Uh, not, not just me knowing that they're at the top of the league. They are sixth in defensive rating since December 26th, uh, which is, is the date that I like to use because it seems that they were more aggressive. And while again, it hasn't resulted in a major climb up the standings at least they've been 500 during that time and that has been something very difficult for them all season long so they're it looks like things are getting better they get a win tonight against the Hornets who are also struggling and as I mentioned we're missing a starter so they catch a break but this team has had a real issue this season taking advantage of breaks that they do catch. And I, I, I don't know if I need to rehash those, but let's let's do it anyway. Joel Embiid is out for the last six, seven minutes of the game against the Sixers, and you lose to the Sixers without Joel Embiid. Granted, the Sixers look pretty good right now. Uh, you have Orlando at home after you beat Cleveland and get a win that maybe you shouldn't have gotten or you didn't expect to get on the schedule. And it's the last game of a home stand against a a team that is not going to make the playoffs and seem seems kind of broken, even though their record is, is pretty similar to Portland's. They needed to win that game and they didn't in December, obviously the, the game against the Dallas Mavericks when they didn't have Dirk Nowitzki. So to me, this game the blowout, the the ability to extend the lead and not overextend the starters and not get not let the Hornets get back into the game and give them a shot with a last second shot or something. That was growth. And also the fact that they took advantage of the fact that their opponent 
was not 100%. They have really struggled with that this year. So uh, I think that you could say that this game showed some growth. A couple other game notes that I wanted to get to. Alan Crabb was a big reason that this game turned into a blowout. Great off the bench, very efficient, 21 points, 5 of 10 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3. Great bench game from Alan Crabb. Alfaruk Aminu and Mo Harkless both played 28 minutes off the bench. So even though they did not start the game, they ended up playing more minutes than Evan Turner, which is something that I I imagine will happen quite often at times because the Blazers really like that Aminu Harkless tandem. Terry Stotts has talked about it a lot and with good reason. That uh, is something that has been good for them. Again, the lineup with Plumley, Lillard, McCollum, and Harkless and Aminu, which is their starting lineup for a lot of the season, has been a good lineup. So uh, you're kind of transferring that productivity to the bench. And now, uh, but excuse me, you're transferring it to the bench, but that doesn't mean it's a demotion. I, I understand the feeling to want to go there for a lot of people. But I think the best way to discuss this is it's just a better allocation of Portland's resources. And and that is Turner can playmake and get Lillard and McCollum off the ball. Aminu and Harkless are super versatile and can play in pretty much any context, especially with their defensive ability. So... I, I kind of like where that's going, and and and, and I, I would like to not get too hung up. I I personally will not get hung up on this starting lineup thing as a thing because it's it's not that important. I know I've talked about the starting lineup in terms of a change, in terms of changing the rotation. I don't want to talk about it in the sense that it's a demotion or that Vonleh not being as good as Harkless and Aminu, but starting is a big deal because it's not to me, at least in the regular season. When you get to the playoffs and, and, and rotations are shortened and this probably won't matter at all because they're probably going to play the Warriors. But anyway, if you're thinking about a, a series that would be competitive, that would be one that the Blazers could win, then I totally hear the argument about not starting Vonleh and that he's not, uh, you know, that he's not one of your five best players. I totally get that, and that's when the the pressure cooker is is cooked up way high, and it's just a lot harder. And every possession means so much more. But I think in the regular season, you really have to do yourself some favors by spacing things out working in guys that may not be your best players, but you have to play them and you have to play guys in those spots. And, and, and and you're also paying these guys a lot of money in Turner's case and in, in, in Turner's case and in the, the case of Harkless, but mostly in Turner's case. So you have, it's, it is your obligation to find a way to make it work. And right now putting Turner in the starting lineup, moving Vonley to the starting lineup is the way to do that because Stotts doesn't want to break up Harkless and Aminu for good reason, because they are super versatile. They can switch everything. If they're on a pick and roll, that's as good as Portland's defense is going to get. So uh, I would not consider Aminu or Harkless going to the bench a demotion. So I, I, I think they should 
stick with this. And I, I don't, I know that Ed Davis is, is out right now and dealing with an injury and he has been such a key part of this team for the last two seasons. I don't see any reason for Stotts to take Vonley out at this point because he is providing a lot of energy on the glass. He is really good at making space under the basket. He's got that big butt that just creates a lot of space down low, which is the one of the major signs of a of a great rebounder. Most great rebounders have a big butt. And, and Vonley's got that. And he's able to move guys around and manipulate some of the maybe the smaller fours. And he's just really active down there. And, and he doesn't – he is a little bit behind at times on the defensive end, uh, especially when knowing where other guys are off of sets and stuff like that. And uh, sometimes you wish he was maybe uh, a better shooter, but that's not what they need. They need – someone to kind of create some havoc because as I've mentioned throughout this season, throughout this team struggles, offensive rebounding was a major part of their success last year. And that has gone almost completely by the wayside. They are, uh, at last I checked, they were a bottom 10 offensive rebounding team. So, and that was a a week ago. So that is something that this offense needs because especially with Evan Turner in there now and Damon CJ. Damon CJ aren't going to make every shot. You need to get them more shots. And if you can get them more shots by getting more offensive rebounds, that's good. And I think keeping Vonley there is 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 what they should definitely do for now in the playoffs if they say, "Hey, we uh want to start the we want to start Harkless and Aminu again." Go for it, but uh, maybe this is something that works for this team, uh, and and maybe uh, the the rotation gets down to like eight guys or something in the playoffs, and then you don't have to worry about playing Vonley at all. So there's that too. But maybe it's a weird combination to help buy them some minutes at the start of games. So yeah, uh, I, I I like where it's going, and I would just like to. I don't think Aminu. And Plumley as their not Amino Plumley Amino and Harkless as their minutes total show tonight. Uh, them moving to the bench is not a demotion. So the Blazers at the end of this game are in ninth place in the Western Conference. They are a half game behind the Denver Nuggets. Portland is twenty two and twenty eight on the season. Denver has played fewer games but they only have one fewer win. So they are still ahead of Portland at 21 and 26. They have a better winning percentage by 0.007% right now. So that is the difference between Portland being in the eighth seed and in the ninth seed and behind them, Minnesota picking it up, the team that I think still is the biggest threat to this team and to that eighth seed. Because they're young, their advanced metrics are good. Their point differential has been better than what it should has been better than what their record indicates. So uh, Minnesota is a team that I'm still watching. Because and 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 Portland has done a nice job of of getting uh, a couple wins against them, uh, or especially that big win uh, in early January without Damian Lillard. 
but I think they're still going to be on their heels, and that's a team that I would imagine is going to continue to get better because they're a really young, talented team that has a, a really good coach. So Portland is still in the battle for the eighth seed. They are a half game behind the Denver Nuggets, and uh, that that's really their main worry right now because I just don't see them. I don't see them making enough, making up seven games between now and uh, the end of the season on Dallas, on Oklahoma City or Memphis. So, uh, but Portland gets a win in this game. They play Dallas again on fr- or they play Dallas on Friday. Who knows if they'll have Dirk? It doesn't really matter. So, thank you for joining me on another edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you listen to us on FanRag Sports, maybe you, there was a Blazers post there and you you clicked listen, we would love you to subscribe and you can do that on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Audio Boom, who hosts our great podcast, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast, you can listen to Locked on Blazers. So you should definitely do that. Five-star reviews are welcome. Sponsors are also welcome. So if you'd like to uh, sponsor our show, Send an email to lockedonblazers at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Gunderson. Until next time, Blazers are off Friday. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.